It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. 49ers get that big win. 34-3. And boy, was it fantastic. 49ers absolutely operating on a high level. And it was a lot of fun to watch. So uh, I'm going to enjoy talking San Francisco 49ers. And what's up to Tommy? Tommy's already in the house ready to talk. San Francisco 49ers getting a big-time win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Knew it wasn't going to be easy, uh, but the 49ers made it look a lot easier than I fully expected. Uh, they were operating at a high level from beginning to end in this football game, offensively, defensively. It was just a great performance for the San Francisco 49ers, and they were getting a, a lot of things done. The pass rush showed back up. Brock Purdy looked like Brock Purdy – and the offense looked a lot better with Debo, Samuel, and Trent Williams back in the mix. Debo and Trent come back. 49ers score 30-plus points, and this time against a very, very talented defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had been doing a good job of making it difficult for everyone you know, around the league, and they were a top-six defense in the entire league, and they did such a great job. And Josh says, what's up, Ant? Hell of a game. I couldn't agree more. It was a fantastic game. And uh, you know they were they were one of those teams. And what's up to Jess? Saying so much, Tommy, and uh, everyone excited about this. Randy Daytona says not too shabby. Niners, yeah, it's it's a good one. And what's up, Randy? How's it going? Randy Daytona says, Ant, how's it going? So let's talk about this game a little bit. 49ers are uh, coming out, and they know they need to operate at a high level. And Brock Purdy. Uh, gets the ball after a great defensive stop. So what the 49ers wanted to happen against the Bengals and Joe Burrow last week, they weren't able to get off the field on third down. This time they get to Trevor Lawrence, they get it done, and the 49ers brought pass rush the entire time. They brought pressure, they pressured receivers, they pressured the running game with Travis Etienne, they pressured Trevor Lawrence. They just made the Jacksonville Jaguars seem out of sorts and uncomfortable. And I think that's the overall game plan every single week, just this time. They were able to execute it at the highest of levels. I was really impressed with the defense. I was impressed with the way that they operated. I mean, that's the thing. When you got guys that can bring pass rush off the edge, it just changes the game. Now you're getting one-on-one matches for Javon Hargrave, one-on-one matches for Eric Armstead. They were both able to create pass pressure from the middle, which we know is a bugaboo for any uh, team, but especially this week, the 49ers need to make sure they did that with the question marks surrounding that interior offensive line of the Jaguars, Walker Little struggled a little bit against those big-time players on the other side. So I got to do this real quick, guys. I got to talk to you about Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertip with both desktop and mobile access at any time. 
Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. 49ers were absolutely great in this football game, and it started up front at that defensive line. And that's exactly what I wanted to see uh, from the 49ers was a, a game that they could go ahead and get it done at the beginning. And this is what Josh is saying here. Uh, Josh says, Young and Bosa, watch out. And that's exactly what it felt the entire time. Once you got him on the field, it felt like everybody else was having success as well. Bosa looked so much more dynamic. Chase Young got to the quarterback and created a strip sack, him and Bosa together. Uh, you had Cleveland Farrell get a sack because there was pressure coming from the interior, and he was there to make sure Trevor Lawrence didn't get away. Pass, rush, lane, integrity, doing your job. Cleveland Farrell does that. It was just consistent pressure from the entire defensive line. And then when they needed to, Steve Wilkes did a very good job of blitzing Jacksonville, and that was one of the keys going into this game was Jacksonville, when they're blitzed, Trevor has to get rid of the football in 2.0 seconds or less to have an opportunity to have a completion down the field. Dre Greenlaw came on a blitz, opened it up for Bosa. Uh, so the 49ers did a very good job. I thought Steve Wilkes made great adjustments. We got some good play on the outside from Ambry Thomas. Overall, it was pretty fun to watch. And uh, that's one of the things that you know I think we want to see from week to week. And here comes David Campbell. He says, offensive line is the weak point now. You agree. I think the offensive line is somewhat uh, an interesting thing because I think there are moments that they struggle. I don't think that it's a consistent struggle. I think they're just moments that they have weaknesses here and there. Uh, they were going to get a couple good pass rushers today, mainly Josh Allen. Um, I do expect Trent will get back uh, to, you know, back to normal here pretty soon. He'll knock the rust off. He'll get more and more healthy with that ankle. And we'll see the offensive line continue to take an uptick. Uh, but I do think there are, are times where the offensive line struggles. And right now, teams, and you could go back and watch the Jaguars, they normally run a two-high safety look. Uh, they normally keep everything underneath them. But they came up with a mindset of stopping the 49ers run, putting the onus on Brock Purdy to beat them. And Brock Purdy said, okay, bet. And he did. He went out there and beat them. He threw the big, deep pass to George Kittle. That was huge in the in the second half. So I do think that there are some things the offensive line needs to continue to work on and get better. Uh, but, I mean, now we're talking about that being the weak point, and I don't think it's like something hugely drastic that they can't overcome. The 49ers have found creative ways to overcome before, and I think John Feliciano did a pretty good job. I can't wait to get into the All-22 film this week and break it down, but I thought he did a good point. But if we're talking about overall team, it's got to be the weak point because everywhere else the 49ers just feel like they're getting more and more solid I think question marks about the corner opposite of Charverius Ward. Uh, still there, even though Ambry Thomas played really, really good. Uh, WTM in the house says, that felt good. What W really felt good? Yeah, that, that W did feel good. I see you replaced that. Thank you so much for that. Um, Marvin Rose right here said, what's up, Marvin? How's it going? Says, Purdy, 296 yards passing today. Three touchdowns, no turnovers. That was uh, one of my wild that's bold predictions this week that Brock Purdy would not turn the football over at all, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars were one of the best at creating turnovers. They had 18 turnovers created on the season. Uh, coming into this game, 49ers don't turn over the football, play great defense, were able to have a balanced attack, running the ball and throwing, and we, all of a sudden you look up and you're ahead by a big margin 
And that was really fantastic to see. Uh, Josh says Dre was back to his norm. Yeah, I think it was real evident. Uh, I, th I think it was like in the fourth quarter, they went for a screen pass to Evan Ingram, and he just flew out of nowhere and blew it up. And it's like, okay, there's healthy Dre. Uh, Dre is back. It looked like the 49ers were the most healthy we've seen them in a long time. And when Dre and Fred are healthy, just means problems. Uh, Ruben says, one of my favorite part of the game was Wilkes hyping Ambry up. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I know a lot of people are super excited about Steve Wilkes being on the sideline, and, and that's great. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as far as that goes. And Marvin says, hey, Ant, how's it going? Yeah, and, you know, you know, right here, Marvin brings up Oliver was benched. Yeah, it, it was a bad matchup for Isaiah Oliver this week. Uh, if he was going to be going against Christian Kirk, you know, and some of the other guys in the slot, that was going to be a tough matchup. And so the 49ers had talked about this early in the season when they came out in Pittsburgh, when they came out against the Rams. The What they were trying to do was move Yamaro Lenore to the nickel and then play Ambry Thomas outside. They kind of went back to that formula in this game. I don't know if this is the end of Isaiah Oliver as far as seeing him on the field. I still think he's very good against the run. So I think we might see kind of what Steve Wilkes envisioned at the beginning where he does play more of the big nickel or the Buffalo nickel type role and play him against the bigger slot receivers uh, where they don't have a change of direction advantage over him. Now, uh, Diomero Lenore still had some struggles in the slot, but a lot of the reason he did is we've talked about this, this 49ers defense, it just makes it difficult to play slot. The, there's just so much pressure. That slot fade is a problem. I thought Debo did a pretty good job. I think there were some opportunities for him to maybe make a little bit better tackles. Uh, but overall, I thought he did a good job of running with those guys I'm not going to harp on him because that's just a tough position to play. He got picked on the one that was the slot fade. Uh, that's not on him. The referees went ahead and let them get away with a little bit of a hold. I know Moose Johnson tried to say, well, it's within the one yard, but you still can't hold. So uh, I think that Demo did a pretty good job, and I expect him to get more and more comfortable the more he's expected to play. And then I wonder, next week we could see the potential uh, activation of Sam Womack and then the 49ers secondary and cornerback room can get back to full strength for the first time all year long. And that's what Marvin's saying here. Lenore needs to tackle better. And I think that Lenore, that has been one of the question marks about the nickel position. Uh, it started last year when they went with Sam Womack in the first two games. He struggled as far as physicality, tackling, run fits, which is so important that nickel corner has to be like a third linebacker in run fits, but also able to cover in space. And that's really tough to find a guy that can do that. And we saw that Womack wasn't that guy. Now you got Diamond Lenore. He is a hyena. He's normally a very good tackler. I would say Isaiah Oliver is a better tackler than Diamond Lenore, but you got Lenore as a better cover guy. So it's that give and take. Maybe it's matchup to matchup each week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but when it comes down to it, Lenore played good enough. Uh, for the 49ers to win, I thought he looked good at times. And then I thought times it looked like the typical 49ers nickel corner situation, whether it was K1 Williams, Jimmy Ward, Isaiah Oliver, Sam Womack, you just can get beat sometimes. It's a tough position to play in the NFL. And so they're going out there and, and Boston every single time. And uh, Josh says Bosa, uh, Bath Baker. Oh, that's going to be interesting next week, right? You're going to have the Ohio State um, – defensive ends going against Baker Mayfield. That's going to be a lot of fun. David V in the house is hashtag TCC. 
And then David V says, Ant, where did you get that hat? I believe I got this. I think I got this from NFL Shop. You know, I got it a while back, and um, I like to sport it from time to time. And so I decided today was kind of that day. So, yeah, I just got this from NFLShop.com. I usually try to catch, you know, when they when they come out right away. If not, they get sold out. So who knows if they're still available? It's hard to get hats sometimes. But, yeah, that's where I, I got it uh, from. So 49ers come out, and they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, it's kind of got mentioned that Tampa Bay's coming up next. And we'll get to Tampa uh, pretty soon during the week. But I think there's some things to be highlighted in this game. When you look at how the defense played, I felt like that really fueled the 49ers offense. And whenever you get a, a three and out the way that the 49ers did on that opening drive and they just look dominant, Trevor Lawrence looked uncomfortable, it kind of springs over into that offense. And the 49ers went right down the field and you saw the effects of Debo Samuel operating without the football. He Kyle put him in motion so much. Right, He was just moving all around, creating uh, the idea that he was going to get the football. And that is the effect of Debo. And Debo was very much used as a decoy. He was used as a part of the game plan. It was spectacular. Brock Purdy right, throws touchdown passes to George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Debo gets a touchdown on the run. You get the touchdown from Kyle Juszczyk. It was a well-balanced and well-executed game plan. Kyle Shanahan using all weapons. Brock Purdy executing the offense. Jawan Jennings had a catch. There was just so much in this game where you saw positive plays from a multitude of 49ers playmakers, and that's ultimately what makes defenses cry because when you have to prepare for all of these players at one time, what it does is, like we've talked about before, it starts opening up things. You have to guard every inch of grass horizontally, vertically. Next thing you know, and with Brock going deep, Next thing you know, they're going to play deeper, and that's going to open up the run game for Christian McCaffrey. We saw a little bit of Elijah Mitchell in this game as well. To me, it was everything you wanted from a 49ers win. They took advantage of you on the ground, whether that was with McCaffrey or Mitchell or with Debo running the ball or getting the ball on counters. Counters to Debo, counters to Christian McCaffrey, screen passes on the outside of them to put pressure on the defense. It was absolutely Fantastic. And Jay Ellie comes through with his membership benefits. Super chat, 25 months, Jay Ellie. Bravo. Uh, so big ups to Jay Ellie. And he says, Ant, keeping it golden one week at a time, one W at a time, on to the Bucks. Let's go. Yeah, and I, I love that right there. I absolutely love that from Jay Ellie. He's saying, hey, let's, let's remember what we got going here. Uh, let's keep it one game at a time. And I think that's always a good method to remember is just keep it going one game at a time. So thanks JLE too, for being a member for 25 months. You absolutely rock. Uh, JLE is one of the great ones and a, a fellow Knowles fan. Keep getting those dubs, right? JLE. Uh, maybe we'll get in the college football playoff. WTM says coach Ant, what grade do you give Brock Purdy? I'm, I'm giving him a solid a, I mean, there was only a couple of plays in this game, you know, where potentially he missed Debo for a touchdown. You know, he had the intentional grounding, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but he did a really good job of taking care of the football, still took chances when he needed to take chances and made big plays uh, when he was expected to. That first touchdown to Brandon Ayuk was an absolute dime. I mean, when he first threw it, I was nervous. He has been throwing back across the field. He did the same thing to Kyle Juszczyk on that touchdown, but nothing shakes Brock Purdy. This dude is legit. And now you're talking about a guy 
that is going with what 15 touchdowns and and five interceptions it, it's three to one i mean the, the dude's tearing it up i i think he's just playing at a, such a high level right now he came out he executed the offense he worked within the offense he did what he was supposed to do didn't try to do too much not super brock just brock purdy so uh, yeah i would give him a solid a wtm uh marvin says tampa's a good team and it's a big win for the niners yeah, and the good thing is you get to come home uh, next week and play Tampa Bay, so that'll be good. Uh, Josh says, Bosa and Young standing in A-gaps was scary. Yeah, you've seen them jump off sides. That's something that you just got to worry about, and I like the creativity. This felt a lot like a D'Amico Ryan-style defense where you just didn't know where guys were coming from. Wilkes went five linemen sometimes. He pulled extra. He pulled you know Greenlaw off the field. He put other guys up there. He brought a package in at one point that had a turbo package. Is I think what they call it with Bosa, Gregory, Hargrave, and um, Chase Young. And so you're seeing some mix and match. And it was proof was in the pudding. They got home. He still brought his nickel blitzes. He brought Drake Greenlaw and blitzes. Uh, they showed A-gaps. They bailed. But that's something teams are going to have to prepare for. The other thing I found was interesting they put Bosa, Armstead, and Hargrave on one side of the center and Chase Young on the other side by himself. And now you have to worry about Chase Young. If you completely slide protect, you'll leave that tackle one-on-one. -on -one. I thought it was a great executed game plan. It looked more of what we expect from 49ers defense schematically and overall with the talent executing. So it was a fun game for sure. I, I was really enjoying uh, that game. And David says, I believe Lenore was a victim of an illegal pick when he got beat on the fade. He was. And so what it is, is within one yard of the line of scrimmage, they're actually allowed to do that. So on my Patreon, uh, I don't know, David, if you watch the, the, the breakdowns on the Patreon, I know it's a lot, uh, but we talk about the alignment and spacing on those defensive backs. And in that case, Diomar Lenore was pressing. Uh, a lot of times they would Isaiah Oliver back off. So that way the rubs wouldn't happen within the line of scrimmage. They're going to get away with it. That's what Moose Johnson was saying. I thought that there was a little bit of a hold or a pull uh, by the outside receiver, Calvin Ridley, to open it up for Kirk. Uh, but we all saw the same thing. That's definitely, you know, not exactly on Diameter Lenore unless you're talking about alignment. And I don't know if he had the right alignment because I don't know the play call without seeing the whole field. Uh, but yeah, it was something that definitely freed him up. And that's the kind of stuff that's hard when you're playing in the slot. You have to cover the inside a lot of times, you have to cover the outside. And that's why it's, when they get man coverage, it's really tough. And so, yeah, he got caught up in that. And Marvin says the 66-yard TD pass to Kittle was a thing of beauty. Under pressure with the pocket collapsing, hit Kittle on the run. So cool. That was the explosive play the 49ers were looking for. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of the best at limiting explosive plays in the entire league. They've been playing two-eye safety, tackling underneath, and making teams be you know, perfect against them. While the 49ers, because of the run game and getting the run game going early, Jacksonville went to what everyone else does, single high safety look, run the cover three, and just make sure that they can try to stop the run. And Brock Purdy said, okay, yeah, I'll stand here in the pocket. You don't get pressure on me right away. He had enough time to get it to George Kittle. And, yeah, pressure was right in his face. But the 49ers held up just enough. And I thought that was huge in this football game. You're right, that, that play was absolutely pivotal to the 49ers' success. Davis says it looks like Young was getting the doubles and chips, and Bosa was left singled up a lot. This is he is an L, this is LOL good stuff. Yeah, I mean that's it, right? And if they do it the opposite next week, 
and they go after Bosa, then Chase Young has the, the plays. It's just so tough to stop now. It was a critical play, a critical move at the, at the trade deadline. W7, Chase Young makes us so much better. What grade do you give Chase Young? I think it's going to end up being an A. I want to see how he did against the run, setting the edge, but I think he did pretty good. But I watched him a lot during this game, watched his pass rush technique, how he was putting pressure on, and the impact was felt almost immediately. I think Chase Young is a big A for the 49ers. This, dra- this trade is going to end up paying the 49ers huge dividends. It could end up pushing the 49ers over the top and potentially getting them to a Super Bowl. Uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Marvis says, Ant, did you see the play when Armstead was uh, dinged and then had to go to the bench? The O-lineman tripped him. Yeah, I did. I saw, like, I was kind of watching him. I didn't see the the tripping, but I know they pointed out that he was uh, kicked. I think uh, Pam Oliver might have said it, that he had been kicked, and that was the reason. Yeah, so tripping, that should be a penalty. I don't know that the referees were great in this game. They weren't horrible. Uh, I thought they you know, had some misses on both sides. Uh, but I think whenever it evens out, you let it go. But, yeah, tripping is a problem. Offensive linemen try to get away with it. I know I did when I played. Uh, there was a couple of times I was getting absolutely you know, dominated, and I had to go ahead and flip a leg up, trip somebody up. Uh, you do what you can to, you know, to make sure you don't lose um so yeah i mean it, it happens from time to time and we got i mean we got all kinds of people in the house uh thanks everyone for coming through and what's up to john he says what's up coach ant i called that impact of adding chase young to this defense i predicted they would share a strip sack i was just wrong with the score at 33 to 23 i think we were all kind of thinking it was going to be a little bit closer uh, than it was john uh, but the 49ers defense was back and better than ever and I thought this was just a staple performance. And it put everyone on notice again. 49ers are back. So whatever you figured out before, it ain't going to work no more. Figure something else out. Uh, so I love that. So that's exactly what we needed from this 49ers defense. They needed to go ahead and tear it up. Um, and John says, uh, refs missed a horse caller on Purdy. I think that was a drive killer. They did miss that call. Uh, that should have been one. I, I thought that the... The whole, a couple holding calls. I think the not the one on Trent as much. There was another one. Oh, maybe it was a Charverius Ward. Uh, they got him with the illegal contact. I thought that was really lame on the outside. I didn't think that there was a quarterback, um, you know, the roughing the quarterback. I didn't think that was a real penalty on Bosa. I mean, Trevor Lawrence landed on top of Bosa. Like, how is that a penalty? Uh, to me, that was a little interesting in the game, but um, – See the 40 hours faithful. Josh says Cowboys struggling with the Giants uh early. Well, that's interesting. And let's see, Bobo with the five dollar super chat. Huge. What's up, Bobo? Always love when you come through. That's a great win against a great team, but the schedule only gets harder from here. Our defensive backs need to tighten things up and get better. Um, too much penalties. Yeah, I, I think that that's part of the reason you saw too many penalties from the defensive backs, was they tightened it up. And some referee crews are going to call little ticky-tack things, and some will let it go, right? This is what happened with the Legion of Boom. They were a defense that was put pressure on you every single play. Pete Carroll's thought was they're not going to call it every single time, and usually he was right, so you would get away with them. The thing is, when you have these bigger corners like Charvarius Ward, like Ambry Thomas, they are grabby. They like to get physical with players. Um, You're hoping you don't get too many of those calls, and especially some that change the game. 
But whenever you tighten up coverage, it's more than likely you're going to increase penalties. And I think that's what we saw today. What you're hoping is, though, the tight coverage will last long enough for the pass rush to get home. And maybe the referee will leave that you know flag in the pocket, especially if the ball doesn't get released. Uh, maybe you don't have that penalty. But good point. Got to make sure you, you tighten things up. You got Tampa Bay next week, which is a winnable football game. Um, but, you know, after that, it does get tougher and tougher and tougher for the San Francisco 49ers because they got Eagles coming up. They got Seahawks coming up. Uh, Marvin says interior defensive line just dominated, you know, and, and that's what JLE was saying. Or I think it was a JLE or Josh uh, that was saying the whole D-line, JLE, the whole D-line uh, did well this game. And I like that from JLE. I, I think that you're right. They They all just played so good. Hugo, what's up, Hugo? Says, what's up, TCC? I don't care. There will be gassers tomorrow for everyone. Uh, D after they got that uh, TD call back from Ambry. Yeah, I seen D winners that had come onto the field. I don't know what other defensive players came on the field or what players came on the field and even coach. Uh, so Kyle Shanahan is going to make sure that he tells everyone, hey, this isn't this isn't something that you can do. Uh, you can't come onto the field. That costs the 49ers a touchdown. The good news is the 49ers offense absolutely rolled. And I think it actually was a demoralizing um, drive. And, and I was actually watching the game, you know, with my family, uh, my dad and, and uh, you know, my sister, my wife, my mom and uh, Warren, who did uh, a lot of cover two stuff with me last year. And he said it was a demoralizing drive. I thought that was a great point. Uh, so Warren coming through with a great, you know, great call on that. And um, Michael says, Schedule is not hard. Only Ravens and Philly will be a test. Yeah, so I know you got Tampa Bay. Then you got Seattle. And anytime you play Seattle in Seattle, it's going to be on a short week. That will be tough for the main factor that you're playing three games in 12 days. So you play now. You play next Sunday against Tampa Bay. Then you got the short turnaround against Seattle. Now, if you win, it's all gravy because then you have time to prepare. You have a mini buy before you travel to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Uh, so that could be in the 49ers favor, but you got to get through these three games. Potentially that Seattle one ends up being tough. Anytime you play in Seattle, it's Thanksgiving night uh, should be electric there. I think the 49ers are going to be wearing their all white throwbacks as well, which will be uh, really cool to see. And then you got that Philadelphia game. Then you turn around and you play Seattle again. If the 49ers come through that stretch and for any reason, go undefeated or only lose one game, they're going to put themselves in a tremendous spot to not just win the NFC. Well, they will win the NFC West, but a tremendous spot to win the NFC West and potentially close the gap on the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat the Eagles. They could cut it to a one game between the two. And that's what the Eagles, they're going to be playing Kansas city next Monday night. Um, they've got the uh, 49ers coming up. They've also got the, the Buffalo bills coming up. They got, the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys, they've got a tough stretch as well, so it's going to be interesting. Josh says that Thursday game sucks, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Thursday games, um, so it, it's it's not like my favorite thing, but, you know, hey, this, everyone's going to be watching. I like the benefit of if the 49ers win, then they get that, that long break before they play the Eagles. I think that could be beneficial. Marvin says Seattle, a division game, always hard. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, let's see. David V says, I'll be at the Ravens game for my 60th birthday. Well, congratulations. Uh, the Ravens game is, are you are you born on Christmas Day or just around there? Because I know that game is on Christmas. Let me know, Marvin. I'll have to, or I'm sorry, David. I'll have to make sure 
wish you happy birthday on that. Uh, JLA says Bucks wide receivers versus our cornerbacks is something to watch. Yeah, Mike Evans is is something that's usually scary. Warriors did a very good job against that secondary, or sorry, with that secondary last year against the Bucks wide receivers when they had Tom Brady. Uh, but they've got playmakers. Anytime you have playmakers, you have to watch it. It's going to be the same focus as every week. Make sure you stop the run, make them one dimensional, and then get after Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield will take chances. He will make some stupid plays. And you have to make sure you take advantage of those stupid plays. Josh says, why does Chase Young look so big compared to the guys his size? I don't know, but he does. He looks huge. Uh, now, when you get that starting D line out there, I mean, Bosa's the smallest guy. Uh, and that's crazy to say, but it's true. Uh, Marvin says, players hate Thursday games. They absolutely do. And... Davis says, it will be worth it if the Niners can eat turkey legs on the 50-yard line. There you go. Let's get some turducken out there. Let's do the old uh, Madden tradition and get some turducken. I'd love to see those guys eating it out there. Uh, David says, the 28th. Oh, well, con congratulations. I'm going to try to remember that uh, so I can come through and wish David V a happy birthday. So hopefully the 49ers get a big win on your birthday there, David V. And Jess says, hey, did you hit that like button? So if you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and do that right now. If you're watching and you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please rate it and give it a five-star rating. I really appreciate that. Maybe even leave a review. Uh, that would be awesome. And <laughs> Marvin says, love that turducken. There you go. JLE says, thinking more kick return, punt return for Bell. I don't think so yet. I think they're still happy with Ray Ray McLeod because he's been very secure with the football. He still gets a, a positive gain. Um, but I thought it was nice to get a rep for a bell in this football game, just to make sure you have a guy that's capable because you want to make sure that, you know, if something happens to Ray Ray, he was dealing with something this week, an illness of some sort that if he's not ready to go, you have a capable body that can handle it. Of course, Willie Sneed could have handled it today. Uh, so I wouldn't have been too worried about it, but, um, I mean, it's something to monitor. I think Bell, it was cool to see him get in the game a little bit today. You know, got a little bit of action, made a catch. Uh, but I think the four years are definitely being, you know, kind of slow with his process and making sure he's available and ready to go. And what's up, Phil? Phil's in the house, says, too bad McCaffrey didn't set a new record. Still an impressive run, though. Yeah, I think everyone was rooting for McCaffrey at that moment, hoping he was going to get that. That would have been the perfect game. If you would have been able to get McCaffrey in the end zone, Everyone knew McCaffrey was going to get the ball at that point. It's too bad he couldn't have scored on the reverse on the fourth down play. I think if that would have happened, uh, you know, then he, you know, that would have been the one shot to get it. They tried, they couldn't do it. I like that Kyle did try to do it, uh, but wasn't able to get it done. So, um, Brad Jones says two things. Okay. Uh, I want to know what he has to say. It actually jumped on me. Sorry about that. Brad says two things. Uh, he said, first thing, that really sucked in this game, and we all know what that was. <laughs> Brad's cracking me up right now. He didn't say the second thing, but uh, what's up, Marvin? Marvin says, all these announcers on the TV calling games, not one of them compare to John Madden. Uh, John Madden and Pat Summerall was just something different, right? It was just something different. Um, so, yeah. And Steve-O Smith comes through with, what's up, Steve-O? Five saccharoonies and Iantina fumble should have been for six. Yeah. I mean, 
49ers were doing it all. Uh, Tauno Fonga had an interception. Ambry Thomas had the fumble recovery. Fred Warner had an interception. I just felt like the 49ers were executing at such a high level. And Bosa had the fumble recovery as well and the strip sack by Chase Young and Nick Bosa. It was a phenomenal game on defense. They just created so much. Uh, so, yeah, I was a huge fan of what they were doing. And, and here we go. Brad says, and second, you can make sense of benching Purdy in that drive. I think he was just trying to get hit all of his starters out. And normally what they'll do sometimes is they'll run their starter out at first. They probably did it just to get out of that situation because they were kind of backed up. And then after that, you just like, okay, we're at midfield. I don't have to worry about anything happening. Let's get the other guys the ball. He had pretty much every backup in. Trent was out. Debo was out. Uh, he was just trying to get everyone out. If it was a home game, you would have got a cheer for Brock Purdy when he came out. So that's a lot of times what happens. Davis says, I think CMC at the end uh, was a terrible decision. You don't anger the football gods. Well, I mean, I think people understand this. I, I know that you know old school you know, thought process is for sure you don't go ahead and do that. I'm pretty sure Doug Peterson uh, would have understood if the 49ers would have done that. Um, but, I mean, it's not normally traditionally the way you go about it. With the amount of time that was left, I don't think it would have it was, it was too bad. I think if the when the 49ers got the punt after that with two minutes left, if they had after the Jaguars had already put in Bethard and everybody else, that one would have been really bad. Uh, but I, I kind of wish you know if they were going to do it, they would have done it earlier. It, it's just unfortunate. And Jaylee says Pat is the best of all time. Pat Summerall was something special, wasn't he? Uh, just really good calls. Madden always cracked me up. I mean, looking back on it now. Uh, just absolutely hilarious. Some of the things he said, and uh, he he was just one of a kind. And that was a unique time where we got you know two of the best at the same time together. It was always hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed those guys together. Marvis says, by the way, so was Cassell and Dandy Don and Gifford on Monday nights. You're right. You're right. Uh, that Cassell group, uh, Gifford and all them, they did a really good job for a long time. Great announcing crews. I think they've been trying to find those types of groups again and it hasn't really worked out uh for most of these most of these uh you know announcers and things uh but the foreigners absolutely put this game on notice they buttoned you know put the league on notice they buttoned this game up really nice they were able to execute in the passing game run the football play good defense get after the passer they stuffed travis Etienne in this game to me it was an overall well-rounded performance one of the best performances if not the best 49ers performance uh, that we've seen this year because they have just been, you know, battling uh, so much. And and what's up to Thomas here? Greetings from Copenhagen, Denmark. Never mind CMC didn't get his TD. He will start a new streak next week. I love that thought process. And thanks for coming through all the way from uh, Denmark. Awesome. Thanks for coming through, Thomas. Really appreciate it. And Bobo says, Mike Goldberg is the best of all time. Uh, is that doing the... Mike Goldberg, are you talking about the UFC guy? I, I like that guy. Jason Hill says, what's up, Jay Hill? We're, I'm sure we're going to be doing an Ant Hill show uh, here pretty soon. Statement, guess I was wrong about my worries. Uh, yeah, I think you were. Jay Ellie, remember when they put Miller in the booth? He was pretty decent. That was interesting, the whole Monday night football thing. Um, that was really interesting for sure. Uh, and Brad says, Let's face it, as long as Collinsworth is gone soon, we are all happy. 
talk about somebody that has sour grapes about the 49ers from all those uh, those two Bengals losses in the Super Bowl. He definitely does. Uh, Tom says, why do the Lions have such an easy schedule? Um, I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's because they didn't win their division last year. A lot of times that will determine it, plus which divisions you're set to play from year to year they rotate. Sometimes it just works in your favor, and I think it's working uh, in, in that favor then. Um, wow. And, but, yeah, I thought it was a – overall it was a great game, guys. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and check out here. I'm going to watch some of the afternoon games and, and just enjoy. Thank you guys all for coming through. There's going to be content coming out all through the week. I hope you guys will come and, and join me for some of that content. If you have Patreon, all 22 film breakdowns will be going on over there, of course, and other content as well. So come through, check it all out. I hope you guys uh, all will. This episode, of course, brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, catch you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.